You're about to enter Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, please search for us on iTunes. Uh, look at Nowhere, California, all one word. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California. Please hit like. And as always, we are very hungry for your feedback. So if you have any requests or anything like that, please send your love, your hate, or your apathy to Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Welcome to Nowhere, California presents our conversation with Bo Keaton. This is Josh, and welcome to another Nowhere California Presents. This time around, we are talking to the actor, Bo Keeser, about the upcoming project Finding Waldo, his life and career in Hollywood and acting in general, and the world of Hillbilly Horror Show. So, there's so much here to talk about, and you know what? This conversation was an absolute pleasure, so I'm not going to bore you with any more details. Here is the conversation. Okay, we are now joined by Bo Keeser. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Uh, just excited to get this uh, conversation rolling. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Cool. I guess they get the important stuff right out of the way. Um, can you tell us how the Indiegogo project for Finding Waldo is going? It's coming along. Um, I tell you, it's a lot more challenging than I realized it was going to be. I mean, because you're competing with not just uh, so many film projects, but you're competing with projects across numerous mediums, uh, you know, so trying to get noticed and get uh, recognized and, and kind of get in front of people uh, has been a little bit uh, higher mountain than I realized I was going to be climbing, but we're getting there and we've still got, uh, you know, we still got about 45, 50 days left and, you know, we're hoping people are going to, you know, take notice and it'll pick up state. Oh, definitely. We know that feeling. We recently finished up our first attempt at a Kickstarter, and it didn't go too well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, I've heard filmmakers joke, uh, you know, about Indiegogo and call it Indiegogo. important and I guess more importantly for the unaware uh, tell us about uh, Finding Waldo the uh, premise of it and how it, this project came to be I guess Like 
uh, insurance company, and he just he can't get back into life. He can't forgive himself for his past. He can't you know live in the present. He can't see the future. So he's just basically miserable, and he's stuck. And that's until he gets summoned to the president of the firm's office uh, and charged with going and interviewing uh, this eccentric, eccentric novelist, Waldo Green. Uh, Waldo's brain is insured by the insurer, or by the company, and Waldo is claiming that he is insane. Well, if he is, then they're going to end up paying out $80 million wow. uh, on his claim. Uh, he's already dispatched with three actual insurance adjusters who have gone in and tried to make a determination. So they send Chance in uh, under the guise that he's a journalist uh, to see if maybe they can trick Waldo into, you know, proving he's saying. Uh, that's where everything goes wrong because Waldo kidnaps me and takes me on the road trip for hell. Oh, wow. And uh, through a series of really hilarious uh, and sometimes painful misadventures through the Arizona desert, we start to see that maybe Waldo isn't all he seems to be and that uh, there may be a, a bigger end game here, but uh, as things twist and turn, Chance has to face his past. Uh, you see a real bond form between uh, Chance and Waldo. And it's got a twist ending that's going to leave a lot of jaws before. That's awesome, man. That makes me want to see it even more. I love twist endings. Oh, it, it, and it's, it's, it's as good as they come. I mean, Blues really put together a brilliant script. And just, I mean, characters that you engage with and you get involved with. I mean, this thing is like Thelma and Louise, The Hangover, and Sideways all had a kid. Oh, wow. And. You know, it's just, I mean, it's got, it's got some hysterical moments. It's got some moments that'll make you cringe. It's got some moments that'll make you cry. And then when it all comes together in the end, I mean, it's just going to leave everybody speechless. That is awesome to hear. Um, I guess next, the best thing to jump into is, like, earlier in your career, what um, sparked your interest in acting? Well, I, I, I mean, I've always loved it. Uh, I always loved being on stage. Uh, you know, I mean, I done acting in high school. Uh, I mean, I went to college on a music scholarship for singing, so performing was always, you know, part of my life. Um, I got to college and I couldn't decide what I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, funny enough, I was actually going to school. I was a criminal justice major, and I wanted to be in the Secret Service. I wanted to guard the president. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it just did, and. I found out because I don't have the greatest eyesight in the world that that was never going to be an option for me. And so I said, well, heck with it. I can play one on television. And I, I checked out Wilmington, North Carolina, which was a movie film market back in the mid-90s. And I went down, I checked it out, I packed all my stuff, and I moved there a week later. And I've never looked back. Um, and, you know, I've been fortunate to find mentors and you know, people in this business who have helped me along and gotten, you know, you know, helped me with training and, and just, if nothing else, you know, help keep me up when, you know, this business gets hard because it's not an easy thing to do. And, um, yeah, I've just been real fortunate that it, it's 
stand out for me. That's awesome to hear. And like, as you talked about your mentors and everything, were there any actors that you looked up to as you entered into the world of acting? Oh, man. Um, probably too many to name, but, um, I mean, I remember, I remember watching, like, Mork and Mindy. So, I mean, I was just the biggest Robin Williams fan. And, of course, then, uh, when I was, like, eight, we got HBO, and I snuck into the living room and called uh, Robin Williams live at the Metropolitan Theater doing stand-up and just doing all these crazy voices and everything else. And I was just fascinated. Um, but, you know, I mean, I... I I grew up watching just about every kind of movie you can think of, and, you know, I mean, I've always loved Tom Hanks' work. Uh, I, I think he's probably the most brilliant actor of our time because he can play such a huge uh, range of roles, and you almost forget you're watching him. You almost, I mean, you know, you got, you got rednecks running around here in Virginia. Oh, that's that, 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 that fella what played Forrest Gump. They don't even know his name. They just know that's Forrest Gump because you forget who you're watching and the character just lives and breathes there in front of you. So um, I've always I've always loved his work and, and wanted to kind of, I've always seen myself as that type of actor because I'm not good enough looking to be Brad Pitt. Um, but I, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can hang in there with Tom Hanks a little swap up there. Um, definitely. And of course, with this show here, uh, Nowhere, we, we are uh, adamant fans of both Tom Hanks and Robin Williams, so that was awesome to hear that. <laughs> Exactly. Um, earlier in your career, what did you look at for? What did you look for in projects, and how did those aspects change over time for your for your outlook? of your headshot resume uh, was sent into the casting agency for the role. 
internet. I mean, I try, I mean, I've got a studio set up in my basement. I probably take five auditions a week and, you know, submit them through the internet. And it's, it's so much different now than it was then. But I'm glad I kind of came up in the old school way because it makes me appreciate how much easier it is now. And, um, you know, uh, knowing the knowing the history of it, um, you know, when I've worked with other students uh, or, you know, students that work with me, uh, you know, I can, I, I'm able to coach them on a different level, I think. That's definitely true. The journey is the most important part. Um, in some of your credits, uh, you've had uh, some producing roles and directing roles. How is it uh, stepping behind the camera, and what made you decide to kind of step behind the camera, too? Well, I mean, from, uh, I, haven't, I haven't gotten the direct yet. Um, that's a project that uh, will hopefully be down the road. Um, and, and I think that has to do with me wanting to test my abilities in telling the story. Um, because I'm a firm believer that as an actor, that's your only job is to tell the story of the character you're playing. Um, whereas, you know, directing, you're telling the whole story uh, from everybody's perspective. And I, I really want to try my hand at that at some point in time. Um, producing mainly came out of necessity. Uh, I, I'm not one to wait around on things to come to me. Uh, I believe if you if you want something bad enough, you go out and you make it happen. And if you can't get the doors to open for you, then you create your own door. Uh, and that's what producing is for me. I get to make the projects I want to make. I get to put myself in the characters I want to play. Um, and I get to, you know, and because I've made a lot of connections and I've worked with some really wonderful people on other projects, you know, it gives me a chance to take that networking and say, hey, you know, let's get a project together. You know, let's let's produce, you know, let's put something together and do a, do a feature or do a short or whatever. Anything that can help gain exposure to, you know, what we're doing and, and you know, and, and for me, for my capabilities as an actor, uh, you know, it just, all it's going to do is help you. It's going to get you out there. People are going to see it. And if they like what you're putting out there, more things are going to come your way. Uh, so that's that's really what I've been doing as far as producing is concerned, and I, I love it. I mean, I love uh, the creativity and being able to, uh, you know, kind of cherry pick uh, all the little facets that go into making a film. Definitely, and as you were talking about uh, the desire to step into the role of uh, directing, uh, do you have any thoughts on possibly taking on the task of uh, writing too? <laughs> um, I'm lucky if I could hack out an email. Um, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to the uh, talents of, of people like my friend Blue and, and, and some other folks uh, that, that I know. I, I have tried, and I'll, I'll have great ideas, and I can sit, tell people my ideas for a film all day long, but the second I try to sit down and write a synopsis, my brain goes blank. I, that is just not a talent I, I, I possess. Uh, no worries there. Uh, jumping back into your acting, um, you've acted in many different genres, such as horror and drama. Is there one genre you prefer above another? Not really. Um, I will say that doing horror movies is just the most fun you can have with your clothes on. And, and of course, some horror movies, you don't have any clothes on. But, True. Um, 
just a blast to do because they're so creative and, you know, usually you're dealing with all kinds of cool special effects and gore effects and, and things like that. And to watch, you know, I mean, to watch some of these special effects people come on set and do what they do, you know, creating these, you know, death scenes and everything, it is just fascinating to watch. I have just such, such a huge respect for people who do that work. Um, but I think, you know, the feel of a horror set is very loose. Everybody's having fun. Uh, you know, it's just a good time all the way around. And, and the cabining was certainly, uh, you know, uh, one of the best uh, in that regard. Um, but, you know, with drama and, and, and even comedy, there's, um, there's an intensity there that I think actors really thrive off of. And you know that you're dealing with heavy material and heavy subject matter. And I really think that when you get on those sets like that, that intensity just, you, you, you suck it in as an actor, you absorb it. And then you let that kind of breathe, help breathe life into the character. And you know you've got to bring your A game every day on set because of the, the, the subjects you're dealing with. And, and for me, I love it. Um, I know some actors say, man, I'm scared to death of having to do a scene where I'm going to cry or whatever. Not me, man. Bring it. Bring it. Because, I, I mean, that's that's where you get to have fun, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some of the, I did a drama called Where I Began uh, a few years ago, and, you know, the big finale scene in that was extremely emotional. And when I was done, I was so tired. I don't even remember production driving me back to where I was staying. Mm-hmm. I had left it all in front of the camera, and that was just a great feeling. That that is amazing, man. Um, and I kind of to jump back into the horror world. Uh, you have your hands in the show uh, Hillbilly Horror Show. How did this project come into existence, and how's it been working on that? Man, the Hillbilly Horror Show is just too much fun. Um, the the whole thing, Blue uh, Blue Boy and I had worked on uh, his film House of Good and Evil together, and we had stayed in touch and started bantering ideas back and forth of, you know, some projects we wanted to do, and um, he came to me at the end of uh, 2013 and said, I've got an idea for a show, a horror host show, and it's kind of like built, uh, he hauled me Tales from the Crypt. That's awesome. I grew up on Tales from the Crypt and Creep Show and all of the, the you know, Elvira and all of that, and it, it was just a brilliant idea, and, and really, you know, the horror host uh, genre has always been extremely popular, but it's it's dissipated a bit over the years, and it just looked like a great opportunity to re- revive that part of the genre and bring you know um, bring attention to uh, filmmakers who are out there with some great short films uh, that are winning awards left and right on the on the festival circuit that most people will never see uh, any other way. And, you know, so it was kind of a twofold thing where we get to help filmmakers, uh, you know, like ourselves and, you know, get to put a a really cool, fun show out there. And we were really fortunate uh, to get Scott Guider. I mean, Scott's known as first Herzog, the voice of horror, and he's forgotten about more horror movies than most people will ever watch. And then, uh, of course, we, we were extremely fortunate to get uh, the lovely Rachel Faulkner uh, who's been you know, featured in Maxim and 
afford to play Lulu, and she's a great sport about that, considering she's running around set, you know, in her underwear most of the time. <laughs> and uh, it, it just, I mean, everybody just gelled. The whole cast, the whole crew, everybody just came together, and everybody got it. And we can, I mean, we can knock out two volumes in a weekend of filming where that in sync with one another. And, and the audience is responding to it. People who are watching the show love it. We get, you know, all kinds of emails saying, you know, great show. It's hilarious. We love you guys. And, you know, that, that makes it worth it right there. That's awesome, man. Uh, before we wrap things up, uh, once again, uh, with uh, the Finding Waldo project in full swing, uh, what are your hopes with the projects, the project and the movie as a whole? And definitely give us another reminder where, uh, where we can find it on Indiegogo. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've got, we've got pie in the sky hope, I will say that. Um, and, and I think we've got the script. I think we've got the talent behind the camera. Uh, Dave Moon is as good a director as you'll ever find. Um, and he is going to bring so much to the table uh, directing this. Um, and like I said earlier, Blue has put together a brilliant uh, script uh, that I think is going to resonate with people and really capture people's attention. And we've assembled in it, uh, just a, a killer cast so far, uh, not, not namely me, but uh, we've got the amazing Richard Reilly, uh, who's done every project under the sun, and I had the, the joy of working with him on the cavity. Uh, but he's coming in to play Cyrus Motley. Uh, we just announced that Tom Proctor from Guardians of the Galaxy is coming on to play Bruno. Uh, Rachel Faulkner is, is on board as well. And uh, and then we have the uh, wonderfully talented uh, Matthew Jacobs, uh, who Doctor Who fans out there uh, will, will recognize he wrote uh one of the uh, Doctor Who movies. Uh, and, I mean, he's just a prolific writer, brilliant actor, um, and so we're thrilled to have him on board, and, and we're definitely going to have some more uh, notable name cast announcement, uh, announcements in the future. Uh, but, yeah, I, we really, we see this as being, um, having the potential to go all the way uh, and, and really uh, take the festival circuit by storm and then hopefully... You know, from that point, maybe a few uh, award nominations or considerations come our way. But uh, really encourage everybody, you know, get out there, donate, share. Uh, you can find us on Indiegogo. Just uh, go to Indiegogo.com and right there in the search block, just type in Finding Waldo and we'll pop right up. And you can also find us on Facebook uh, at Facebook.com forward slash uh, Finding Waldo Film. And then also on Twitter at WaldoFilm2015. That's awesome, man. Um, before we close, uh, is there any other upcoming projects you would like us to know, and where can we find you yourself online? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can find me at Facebook.com uh, forward slash Bo Keister. Uh, you can find me at Bo Keister on Twitter. Uh, and definitely follow along because I'll be updating on all my projects. Uh, Right now, I'm up for several different things. Uh, probably see me in a couple of commercials coming out soon. Uh, I can't name, name names on that until they launch. But uh, and then, of course, we're we're going to be rolling into another uh, another series of uh, volumes for Hillbilly Horror Show soon. That's awesome, man. So, uh, and definitely, people need to check out Hillbilly. 
Oh, definitely. We'll definitely be pushing that one. And with your uh, history with horror movies, um, we have a particular trademark uh, closing question for our interviews on Nowhere California, so we want to pose it to you. Okay. Bo, what is your favorite what-the-fuck movie moment? Very true. <laughs> and I just have to see that Human Centipede 3 will be coming out. Yeah, I, I was about to mention that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I stayed far away from the second one, and I'm going nowhere near that third one, especially from that picture I saw. <laughs> yeah. Well, man, thank you so much, Bill, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me.